Is it possible to move on? I think that it is, but in a blog post that I did, uh, um, is it possible to move on part two? I said, well, it depends on the person. It is possible, but it is not always very probable. Every so often we meet people who have major influences on our lives. They could be friends, they could be past lovers, they could even be teachers, although that's fairly rare. The problem is they come into our lives at times when we would be broken, and our many broken pieces can be quite sharp, but manageable for a certain amount of time until they become too much to handle. For some people, those broken pieces don't get fixed for a long time, and as time would show, they get ground up into powder until left to be used for something else, to mold something new. That's the best analogy I could give, but I'm sure you get the point of what I'm trying to say. For some people, those influential ones were honestly thought of to be the glue that was needed to mend all those broken parts. But unfortunately, we all have limits, and very rarely do we ever stay calm when those limits are reached. In short, because of our brokenness, because of those toxic things that come out of such relationships and environments, those beautiful, beautiful people end up leaving. And when they do, we either cling on to them or let them go, secretly hoping that they're going to come back to us. It's hard to let go. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, a lot of us still have not let go of the things from the past, even if it was a long time ago, especially and particularly if it was from our childhood. The vast majority of us do not easily let go of someone or something very easily until a certain point, of course, uh, more on that in a moment. Some of the people I have met personally really cling on to past experiences and, uh, and past lovers to the point where it affects their ability to live properly and truly uh, make decisions that can really be better for their own lives. You know, I know of someone who after two years still has not let go of an ex-lover and finds any excuse possible to not getting into a new relationship and not only that, refuses to let go of that person. They don't want to talk about it. They refuse to let go of that person and they come up with any excuse possible to get into any new potential relationships. It's for this reason that a lot of people choose to be emotionally unattached from those who they come to meet after they've reached that point in their lives and relationships, the past, ETC, becomes a symbol for what they want to avoid. It's understandable, of course, uh, but what most people don't realize is that it hurts us even more than we would be willing to accept. Because by choosing to be so unattached, we essentially cut ourselves off from those emotional bonds that make life so interesting and satisfying. That being said, it isn't far-fetched to consider the possibility of being hurt to the point where certain words like love and promise seem to be very much overused. So, what do you do? You focus on yourself. Alright, that's what you do. This is the best way to make sense of 
any satisfaction and happiness in life. Give it to yourself. Make promises to yourself that you would uh, know other people would make. But the only difference is you keep those promises. You make promises to yourself that you know would be made by others, but intend to do whatever it is that is necessary in order to keep them. Now, a lot of a lot of what happens in our lives, whether it's promises or fake promises, or fake relationships, whatever that, whatever it is, we can all say that we've experienced it. Like honestly speaking, and I, and I think I've said it before that. If you haven't experienced it, then at some point you will experience it. And yes, you certainly will. So enjoy whatever goodness you're experiencing now. Because for some reason, so many of us are broken. And it gets to the point where it affects each and every one of us. It affects each and every one of us because the more broken people there are, the more people get broken as a result of it. Hurt people hurt people. It's really one of the saddest things in the world, and I really don't know if I can say that some people do it knowing that they're doing it. Others don't know, but the fact is it happens. And it happens so often that so many of us don't feel comfortable with uh, something small, like uh, showing what we look like online. A lot of people use filters. A lot of people think that they're not beautiful. And that's why I think this is like one of my personal uh, observations or beliefs, let me say. That's why I seem to really not like filters. I really don't like them at all because it's a way of uh, hiding who you are. And I don't like to hide who, uh, uh, who you are. I don't like to hide who I am. And I don't want to find any excuse that can um, give me a reason to do that because in real life, so many of us go through so much. And we have to put up with so much that is toxic, that is, uh, un- that is not ideal. And on top of that, we now have ways of uh, editing the features or the flaws that we think that we have. And it's all because of the experiences that we've had with other people, the experiences that we've had with other people that have made us believe that well, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to be like this. And I know this kind of sounds very hypocritical because I have a lot of problems like that as well. Like I, I, when it comes to my weight, when it comes to my body, that's where I have a problem. But all this stems right down to experiences that we've had, whether it's in the past, whether it's in the present, like experiences that we're having now, that's where it comes from. And the one very critical decision, uh, whether or not to let go of these things. And as it turns out, a lot of people do not let go of them. I think I've spoken about it before, how some people get so attached to these new alternative ideas and uh, kind of, I, I don't know if I could say forms of living or ways of living, these new alternative cultures, alternative beliefs to what is mainstream, uh, to what is uh more accepted you know um the reason that so many people get so attached to them the reason that so many people start looking for them in the first place is because what happens say at home for example like your family your friends your local community your church you know if all that you have around you is a 
nest or like a, a whole family of negative people who look down on you, who make you look down on yourself and you're just trying to get away from that, then of course you're going to try to find something that gets you away from it. You're going to try to find something that makes you feel different. You're going to find something that is going to make you feel like, okay, I feel good over here. This is where I'm going to stay. So a lot of people do look for new forms of happiness. Uh, I think I definitely have talked about it before. Um, that addictions and stuff like that, whatever it is that we get so attached to, whatever it is that we get so religious about, whether it be our opinions, our politics, our, our quote-unquote passions, whatever it is that makes us happy in the moment that we just want more and more and more of, it is there and we get so passionate about it because it kind of distracts us from the everyday life that we live. I know of a guy who started smoking because it was an escape. A lot of what we choose to do that we get so passionate about is an escape from the stuff that hurts us, from the stuff that makes us feel like I really don't want anything to do with that because I know what's going to happen if I go there. What's going to happen is I'm not going to be doing very, very well if I come out of there. I'm going to be in tears. I'm just going to be feeling hurt. I'm probably going to have a nervous breakdown or a nightmare or whatever it is that we want to avoid. We find an alternative, something to distract us, something that can give us a momentary feeling of happiness. And we get so religious about it, especially and particularly when it comes to uh, a new faith or a new uh, culture, just something that we feel is helping us feel good. And it's all because of the experiences that we've had and not truly letting go of them. Now, when I was creating this podcast, when I was uh, redoing, when I was renaming, when I was changing the look, when I was changing the whole vibe, when I was just rethinking the whole concept, and turned it into the conversing barber. It was difficult for me because part of the reason that I kept it as Winston's Morning Podcast was because that was actually a nod to the name that I had before that when it was Winston's Morning Message, when it was just supposed to be like a five-minute thing of motivation in the morning. Then turned into Winston's Morning Podcast. And that was, uh, I think, was it at the beginning of this year? Was it at the end of last year, whenever it was, but it had my ex involved in it. It had my ex involved in it. In fact, if you even go to my blog right now and you scroll down to a part that says Dreamland, it says that it's inspired by her. It's a little something of her that I've decided to keep and, and renaming the podcast and changing it up because I genuinely felt like the podcast had a lot of work that needed to be done. It was good, I guess, but it really uh, left a lot to be desired. So I thought, let me just change a few things. I changed the look. I changed the logo. uh, I changed the name. And now I'm on the lookout for a co-host as well. Just putting that out there. But the podcast and the blog and a few other aspects of my life had my ex uh, so thoroughly involved, you know, even the choices that I have made about the future that I'm going to have, the the person that I am now, you know, I'm so like 
It's the difference in who I am now compared to who I was a year ago exactly and the year before that. It's so different. And it's all because of the influence that this person had on me. So letting go of the things that I have been doing for the past, I don't know how long, or just keeping them, but making them my own is a way of kind of letting go, kind of saying, okay, here's the beginning of something new and it's all about me. And as much as that is a very healthy thing to do, it was so daunting. The thought of it was so daunting because I was letting go of something that I felt that I wasn't truly ready to let go of. I was letting go of something that I felt I wasn't truly ready to to really say goodbye to. You know, as much as I did, uh, you know, the relationship ended like a while back, months ago now. I don't know or I didn't know how I could really say goodbye to it because there were remnants of it in parts of my everyday life. The fashion choices that I've made, the um, uh, just the person that I am now, you know, the choices that I made for the future. It's a good example of exactly what I'm talking about, that we find it very, very difficult to let go of something. And if we don't let go of it, what happens is that um, we're going to try to replace it. That's that. That's usually what happens. If we have not let go of what it is that we think that we really, really want, what it is that we think that we really, really love, we're never really going to be satisfied when we get something new because what we want is a replacement of that thing. And we want it to kind of be exactly like it, right? For example, if you if you were in a relationship and you broke up with that person and now you want to start a new relationship and it doesn't work out, of course, the new relationship could not have worked out possibly because of the fact that, well, it just wasn't meant to be, right? But there is also the factor or the possibility that the reason it didn't work out was because instead of looking for a new relationship, you were looking for another version of the person that you were with. You were looking for a different type of person who would, in a way, be exactly like the person that you were with before. Same interests, same... Uh, opinions, whatever it is, the same experiences that you had with them, you have not fully and truly moved on. You're just looking for something to fill the void that can remind you of that person. If you could have a a talking picture of them or a video, that would be uh, uh, perfect for you, I think. But back to the question, is it possible to move on? It definitely is possible. It definitely is possible but only if you make the decision to actually do it. And you have to really make the decision and mean it. You have to make the decision and mean it. It's something that has to do with you making a commitment to your own life for your own sake. It's you saying, all right, I am now taking these steps into my own future. But it's so difficult to do. 
it's so difficult to truly move on. It's so difficult to truly let go of what it is that meant so much to us, even if it was toxic. That's why for a long time, a lot of us can stay in very, very toxic relationships. A lot of us can stay in uh, very unideal situations. uh, And a lot of us just decide that we're going to stay in denial of what we know is the truth. If you want to move on, if you want to see a change, if you want to do what you know you have to do in order for you to uh, properly live life, then you have to do what you have to do. And you have to make the choices, the necessary choices, in order for you to get to where you want. So is it possible to move on? It definitely is. But you have to make that decision. That's what you have to choose. And no one else can do it for you. You have to decide that you're going to let go of your past. You have to decide that you're going to let go of that relationship. You have to decide that you're going to let go of that person. You have to decide and realize that just because they're family does not mean that you are stuck to them. You don't have to be blood to be family. That's something that you are going to realize as time goes on. Your real family is the people that make you grow as a person, that give you a reason to wake up in the morning, and that help you in places where you need to be helped. So here's my advice to you, and I I would really appreciate it if you took it seriously. If you know that there's something wrong with the life that you're living now, If you know that you have to make changes, if you know that you have to shift around a few things, then do it. Do it. It is going to be so hard the first few days, maybe the first few weeks. But as time goes on, you're going to have yourself to thank for it. Don't get attached to an alternative form of happiness. Find something that is real. I was talking to one of my friends the other day about how I feel about my future and how I feel like honestly speaking is like the the future that I want for myself, the things that I expect my future to be like, whether it's my family and stuff and work and everything and just life in general. Uh, it seems so far away, but I'm definitely going to get it. And, you know, she was very doubtful about it because she said that Honestly speaking, those dreams don't exist and they never will. And I understand where she's coming from. But the thing is, here here is my response to that and to anyone else who is listening. What is real for this world and for everyone else in it does not necessarily have to be real for you. If you have to create a new world for yourself, for your own life. If you have to move to a new place and and just reinvent yourself and just redo everything that you've ever needed to do or just completely start a new life, then do so. Because look at the world as it is right now. There is no reason why you should not live life at this point. Everyone is just falling apart because of this whole COVID-19 thing. Lives are just being lost and, you know, businesses are going down. Just It just looks like the world is just coming down. And it's crashing. There's doom and gloom everywhere. It just, for me, gives me the motivation or it just gives me all the more reason to do what it is that I love to do, that I'm passionate about. 
and to live life the way that I would want to live. I think that you should do the same thing. Don't think that just because the world is the way that it is means that you have to be part of it. You may be part of this world, but that doesn't mean that you are of this world. That's the truth. Move on from what you need to move on to. Let go of what you need to let go of. And if you if you need to restart your life, then do it. Drop whatever it is that you're doing and make a decision for yourself. One that you know you need. It will be the best thing you've ever done for yourself. If you agree with everything I just said, I suggest you share this episode with someone who really needs to hear it and who needs the advice. Sit them down, talk to them, tell them that they need to make that change. They need to make that shift because they need it. It's for them. It's the best decision that they're ever going to make. I'll see you in the next one. I love you. Know the water's sweet, but blood is thicker. Oh, if the sky comes falling down for you, there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do.